Welcome to the Dirty Devotional Podcast, where we try to make sense of the dirty and the divine in our messy world. My name is Zach, and I'm an ex-pastor, a struggling addict, and I deal with major anxiety and depression. Yet I deeply believe in God's presence in my life and in your life as well. I hope today's conversation inspires your thoughts, challenges your beliefs, and helps you feel seen, known, and loved by a real God. Thanks for joining. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Dirty Devotional Podcast. My name is Zach. I'm so excited to do these with you. Um, We release these every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, if you're new. They're about 10 minutes long. My hope is that um, it's something that you can listen to quickly in the morning or on your way to work or wherever you're doing, mowing the yard, I don't know, something random, um, and that they can be helpful for you. I really do. And I'm going to be honest with you. I usually always record these in one take. I try to be unfiltered and honest and today's just not one of those days y'all today I'm struggling um, to figure out how to say what I want to say because today's the kickoff of pride month and um, one of my best friends is gay Um, he's in an incredible relationship that in my church experience I've talked to multiple people who fall into the uh, LGBTQ community um, I probably messed that up, but you know what I mean. And to hear their stories of, of hurt, to hear how they have felt marginalized and uh, cheap, cheapened by the church, how their value has been predicated on them changing who they are. And it's, it's something that's really important to me. It's something that I've wrestled with for a long time as a Christian because, you know, we have... We have people who tell us that being gay is a sin and that that they're going to go to hell. And if you're a part of that community, you've heard this. And it's just it's always been difficult for me um, to understand that, um, even if you consider it a sin. And I'm not saying I do. I, I struggle every single day. I make bad decisions that miss the mark of God. And if if someone who's if you believe homosexuality is going to send you to hell, then I'm just as might as well be there as well. It's hard for me to understand um, how being someone loving someone of the same sex is is hurtful to God. Um, it's hard for me to wrap my mind around that. Um, I know the Bible says be fruitful, multiply. I know the verses. I know you can read them, how man was made for woman. I, I get that. And I know that for me, I'm trying to understand if it's a cultural law and that was just how it was then. And now times are changing. And some of you say, no, it's a timeless law. But then there's verses that you say are cultural. And listen, I'm going to be honest. How does cultures change without disobedience? It's something something I've really wrestled with over the years. And I don't I don't know if I have it figured out, but but here here's what I do know. And I want anyone who's listening right now that's a part of um who's who's homosexual, who's transgender, whoever falls into that community, um, I feel like there are things that you deserve to hear. And one of those is I'm sorry. I'm sorry that that people have marginalized you, that people who have represented God have hurt you and made you feel alone, that they invited you in and said, welcome home, 
that they said you were a part of a family and then they they told you that the only way you could stay was if you changed? I'm sorry for the wounds that are in your life from people who are supposed to be the most loving people in the world that they stabbed you again and again. I'm sorry for the emotional wounds that people will never see. And I, I want you to hear me say three things today. And there's a lot of things I don't know about God, and there's a lot of things I'm still learning, but there's three things I know to be true. And the first one is this, is that that you are seen, that, that God is a God who's present and actively looking at you in your life, who He sees he sees your struggles. He sees what's been done to you, and that it breaks his heart when it's when you're hurting. That that he's joyful when you're triumphant. That he sees where you want to go. He sees your dreams. He sees your aspirations. He sees your struggles and doubts. He sees all of those things. He's not a God who's disconnected, whose back's turned on you. That his eyes are on you right now. Not only does he see you, the second thing is this: he knows you. He knows everything about you. And I, I can't believe that that God, the God who knitted you, would have made you the way that you are and then told you it was an abomination. That, that he made you intentionally and on purpose because if, if we say it's a mistake, then how are we not calling God a mistake, that we say God made mistakes. But God knows you and he knitted you. He knows where you're at. He, he knows you inside and out. But the last thing, this is the most important, is not he sees you and he knows you, but he, he loves you. He loves you right where you're at and he loves you, who, you as you are right now. And I'm not going to throw a caveat in that like most people do where it's like God loves you but or or God loves you, but he hates, hates your lifestyle, or I'm not, there's not a caveat with God's love. God unconditionally loves you. In the book of Hosea, it says, God has made a covenant with us, a covenant of love that he's with us till death do us part, no matter what. A covenant says, I am for you. I am with you no matter what. A contract says, I will do those things only if you do your part. It's not, God did not make a contract with us. He made a covenant with you to love you right where you're at no matter what, that that God sees you, he knows you, he loves you, that he literally gave his son on a cross so that you could have a relationship with you. He, he desires that, he does desires um, for not only to know you and for, to, for you to know how much he knows you intimately, but he desires for you to know him more intimately. And I, I hope you get that. I hope you find that. I hope that the wounds from people do not keep you from the love of an incredible God. I hope that that you can find it somehow, some way to let go of the bitterness to the church, the bitterness towards God. I know that they don't deserve it. I know that the people don't deserve your forgiveness, but it's just hurting you. And it's weighing you down. And I want you to find freedom from people who do not matter. You are seen, you are known, and you are loved by God. And that is absolutely 
unconditional. Nothing will change that. Let me pray for you. God, help me. Help me understand more of how to represent you to this world. Lord, I pray for every Christian, Lord, that they would they would do better, that we would do better collectively at loving people the way you love them. I pray for those um, in the LG, uh, LGBTQ community, Lord, that Lord, that you would um, heal their wounds, Lord, that from the from your church, Lord, that you would help them heal, Lord, that you would help them feel seen, known, and loved by you, Lord, that your presence would be made known to them right now in this moment, Lord, help them find the freedom of life that you've given me and that you've given so many others right where they are, unconditional. I thank you for that. Amen. Hey, thanks so much for joining me on today's devotional. If you want to get more connected, then be sure to follow me on Instagram at Z underscore chill. That's at Z underscore C-H-I-L. Or you can connect with myself and other listeners through our private Facebook group. You can find this by searching Dirty Devotional Podcast, Dirty Family. Lastly, if you enjoy the podcast, please take time to rate it on iTunes or Spotify. This helps us reach more people and lets us know that my content is making a difference in your life. Most importantly, I hope today you felt seen, known, and loved by a real God. Be blessed.